Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, the radio show all about traveling like a boss by being your own boss. Stay tuned for weekly interviews featuring guests that have built their own online businesses. If you would like to have access to our entire back catalog, visit travellikeabosspodcast.com for instant access. And here's your host, Johnny SD. Hey everyone, this is Johnny and welcome to episode 121 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. I'm sitting here in Lisbon, Portugal with Daniel Siemensiska Zeke. <laughs> How do you say your name? Uh, it's, pro- it's pronounced Szymaszkiewicz. Okay, nice. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing it right. What's your ethnic background actually? Polish. You're actually, Polish, okay. Yeah. I'll be going there in a few weeks to, uh, no to Warsaw and Krakow. Warsaw and Krakow. Yeah. So my family's from a, from an area right in between the both of those cities. Um called uh Katowice. It's actually just outside Katowice called Rybnik. It's like a coal mining area. Um it's pretty heavy. Nice. So <laughs> we are sitting where? Can, can you kind of describe this? This is yeah, this is called Armashtor. Uh it's a I don't know how you say it. Miraduru, Miradoru. It's like a lookout point basically. Um overlooking the bridge to to good times heading south. So Basically everything over that bridge is beaches and suns- sunshine. So nice. Uh, yeah. So you are originally from Vancouver, Canada. Yeah. And we met <laughs> at a co-working space here in Lisbon. Yes. Yes. And you invited me to come and hang out with you and your roommate. Yeah. At this crazy lookout, and we are surrounded by probably like what, 150 people <laughs> drinking right now, having beers. I definitely sm- uh, smell some weed. Um, <laughs> There's the the was it the guitarist of, of what band is it? National, the National. Just just sitting to my left, looking super stoic. Uh, <laughs> this is a pretty crazy crazy day, right? This is an everyday thing here. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what? Maybe I can get your roommate to take a photo of us. So people can kind of see the setup. Maybe from a little bit further away, so you can see like the whole yeah, it's true. The whole getup, and then people can see like this is a live podcast. Yeah. In the middle of this chaos. <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically, uh, when I first met my roommate here, um, we, uh, he, he invited me for, for a couple drinks and ends up, this is kind of what people do after work. Uh, they just grab a drink, come hang out in the sunshine and take a look at the view and, and just relax. So, so what, do, what are we drinking here? I got a summer's bee <laughs> apple cider with citrus. It's not too Lisbony. And I have a bag. <laughs> no, it is. Like, I, I almost feel like the, 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 like, cider yeah, beer yeah. wine it's all it's all good here right absolutely yeah yeah and this is um i guess there's two beers in portugal it's superbach or sagres yeah. uh and you you kind of have allegiance to one or the other based on the football football team that you follow oh really <laughs> right. yeah so i think it's superbach sponsors sporting superbach and sporting and sagres and benfica is that how it works yeah so i know when i was up in porto uh this last couple of days that superbach is the only beer you can get Basically, any event, any sporting event, any like <laughs> festival or anything, it's just Superbock. You don't even have to say, I want a Superbock. You just say, I want a beer. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's only two options, really, when it comes to when it comes to like a, a nice beer, summer beer. But here. they do have some craft beers here as well. Yeah. There, there's, a, there's a bit of a scene, I guess, popping up slowly and surely. Yeah. But what's really good here is the wine. Portuguese wine, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. I did an experiment yesterday where I bought the cheapest bottle of wine at the supermarket. <laughs> It was one euro twenty nine cents, which is about a dollar fifty US, and it was exceptionally good. How much would that be in San Francisco? That would be a twenty or thirty dollar bottle easily, and 
even if I paid twenty dollars for a bottle in San Francisco, I probably wouldn't expect it to be that good. I'd be impressed if I got that for twenty bucks. I'd be like, oh, this is awesome. I should, I would recommend it. Yeah, yeah. That's I guess it's a fact of life here. Like food, wine, all the things that are awesome are are super affordable. Um, so going out, going to concerts, getting good food, it's all within like a twenty euro budget every night. Yeah. So let's talk a little about what you do for work, what the cost of living is, and why you're here. Mm. Um, you're from Vancouver, and yeah. you started working for Buffer. Yeah. For how, for how long ago? Uh, I think it's actually been around two months and maybe a week. Two months and two weeks. So um, initially, I was working for another startup locally uh, called Uni Places. Um, and uh, actually, I, I applied for Buffer about a year ago. Um, didn't quite make it through, uh, I think it was the second or third round, which is actually the, a, a very common story at the company. I think a lot of people reapply and, and once they realize that's something that they're really aligned with it, they, they keep going for it and, until they kind of make it a reality. So, uh, I, I think that's really cool that yeah. they are selective number one, but also the fact that the people that work for them are humble because you don't, you know, obviously if you had an ego and you're like, all oh, these guys rejected me or they didn't approve me. You probably want to go back and reapply again. Yeah. So the fact that you do go, you know, go back and you ask for a second chance. Yeah. It it kind of shows that you don't you not you know you don't have a big head, right? Yeah, and it's one of the it's like one of the ten values basically that uh, are uh, that we try to exercise every day. You know, it's it's the, the most interesting thing I think is that I've noticed so far is the, the the values that they do hold are are not just talked about; they're actually lived through through their actions you know like every action you take you, you kind of see these values kind of shining through so it's been so really not to put you on the spot do you know what the <laughs> 10 values are oh man uh i think it's yeah de- uh, obviously default to transparency uh default to positivity um be a no ego doer uh focus on self improve how many is that focus on self-improvement um I think those are the main ones I, I kind of reside with personally. Um, then there's, oh, there's, there's quite a few. Um, but I think the biggest ones that, that stand out to people are the default to transparency and, and also to, to positivity. I like that. So if you guys don't know what Buffer is, they are a way where you can basically buffer your social media sharing. Correct. So things like Facebook, Twitter. I don't know. Yeah. Do they work with like Instagram? Yeah, so Instagram's in the pipe pipeline. So I think it's in the next couple of weeks it's going to be uh, released. But it's uh, it's a bit of a different product. It's it's Instagram reminders. Um, they don't have a public API, so there's some complications there. We don't want to put like users in a position where they might get you know shafted from their account. Um, but yeah, basically it's a way to schedule posts for for uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest. And soon Instagram as well. Very cool. So I use Buffer mainly because I'm always traveling in different time zones. So when I'm in Thailand, if I'm posting at 2 p.m., it's probably 4 a.m. in the U.S. Nobody's gonna see it. <laughs> yeah. So I have I have my intern uh, buffer, you know, the next couple of days posts, and that way, you know, if there's a, an episode to be shared, for, you know, for travel like a boss, or if you wanna share some like photos or you know whatever it is people will actually see it during like a time they're awake exactly yeah yeah and uh big shout out to buffer actually because <laughs> you guys sponsored the 2015 or what were your i guess 2015 nomad summit in chiang mai which is this big <laughs> conference we have for digital nomads so like 120 people showed up yeah uh, buffer paid for the event space 
and everyone got to go for free. The, the videos were up on nomadsummit.com for free because of Buffer. So, you know, thanks. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So the other thing about uh, Buffer is they are transparent. So if someone wanted to go <laughs> online and look up your salary, could yeah. they find that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's that's insane, right? Yeah. Well, so, so what do you make right now? <laughs> I don't actually... I have to check. I have to double check. I think it's... Yeah, if you if you take a look, it's all there. But I think it's around forty eight thousand uh, U.S. dollars a year. Uh, good salary, especially living here in Lisbon. Yeah, it's 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 great. Uh, I, I think it's quite competitive based on uh, a lot of crowdsourced data from Numbio.com and, and some of the industry standards for for what people are paid in, in the certain positions that we do have. Yeah. Yeah. So. That that salary goes up and down depending on how expensive the city you you live in. Yeah, so if you're if you're let's say a digital nomad and you're you're traveling around, um, <clears throat> I have to actually explore this. Like just like as I said, I've only been around for two months, so I've I've been stuck in Lisbon this whole time, uh, just enjoying the sun here for the summer, and I, I will be until November, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think they're exploring like even a, a digital nomad salary. Um, but basically wherever your home base is, that's, that's the salary. It's, it's going to be calculated on the cost of living, uh, predominantly, uh, for that city. So we were talking on the, on the walkover, which is up these crazy hills, by the way, <laughs> the seven hills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and if you guys haven't been to Lisbon, it looks just like San Francisco. Like we, we are literally staring at the Golden Gate Bridge right now. Uh, <laughs> walking up and down hills, walking yeah. up and down hills, cobblestone streets, cable cars. <laughs> uh, this looks like Dolores Park, which is where all the hippies hang out and smoke <laughs> weed. It just happens to be sunny and beautiful. Yeah. And this these beers are a dollar. <laughs> yeah, less, less, less. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Because we, we, we did a hack. We went to the grocery store <laughs> half a block away. And I got a bag of cherries. Like, really amazing, like, sweet. I don't know if they're organic, but they, they, they taste like they're, they're, like, local cherries. And a apple cider for I think two euros and fifty cents, which is less than three dollars. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah, and and you can't get that in the U.S. There's there's no possible in Vancouver even more. No, no, Vancouver is. I, I know San Francisco is on a on another level, um, but yeah, one of the major reasons I started traveling about five years ago was because of the cost of living in in Vancouver and and the opportunities weren't really aligned with it. So, what are your costs of living here in, in Lisbon, and what are they in Vancouver? So, I'd say. An apartment to rent in Vancouver is probably about probably about a thousand dollars a month. Um, while here, you can you can find something to rent for three hundred euro, two hundred. And what do you pay? Uh, it was it was two fifty euro a month for for a while, and we decided to axe one one roommate and split the rent uh, with a little bit of a higher cost. But it's about three hundred euro a month. Okay, and it's just the yeah. two of you guys in the apartment. Yeah, yeah city center. Yeah. walkable <laughs> yeah that's great man it's right next to parliament yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, what would this cost you in oh Vancouver? okay that's a great way to put it uh yeah i'd say it would be about a thousand or twelve hundred maybe canadian actually then you have to factor in location so i'd say yeah around twelve hundred to fifteen hundred if it's okay. downtown vancouver yeah that's crazy so that apartment in Francisco will probably be i don't know actually, actually you know what vancouver is kind of the same price as Francisco. So I would say about the same, maybe a little bit more, fifteen hundred, mm. because um, you're splitting it with someone. Yeah. So that the whole apartment might be like three thousand or thirty five hundred bucks. Yeah. So cost of living for let's say so the co working space we're actually in the most expensive one in Lisbon. I don't know if you're aware of that. 
Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm not aware of that. Uh, I, I wrote up a guide on my blog, johnnyfd.com. Uh, I think it's called Johnny's Guide to Lisbon for Digital Nomads. I think this is about 200 euros. Yeah. L- about $20, a little bit over $200 per month. Uh, I think they do fixed desks only. So no like, you know, they, they do some day passes. And they were actually super cool where uh, they are full right now. So they actually are not taking yeah. new members. And they still let me come for free. <laughs> just use it for the day. That's so awesome. And they didn't know I was going to podcast about it. They didn't know I was going to write a, a, a blog post about it. They, they're just like, yeah, hey, you're in town. You know, come hang out. So big shout out to Cowork Central. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think so far it's been the my favorite place. No, it's amazing. Like as soon as I came there, uh, super welcoming. Everyone's super nice. They got free coffee. Uh, they got a little standing desk area, so I kind of just hang out there in the in the hallway. And yeah, I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised it's the most expensive. I think there's one. I think there, I thought there was one called Two Two Six somewhere. I haven't been there, but I looked at their site and it was yeah. a little bit less. It was ah, like okay. Seventy five euro. Okay. Yeah. I checked out the LX factory. Yeah. Yeah. And Fabrica de Startups. Fabrica, yeah. Fabrica de Startups. And they were both much cheaper. Oh. Uh, but this is more central, more more natural light. Kind yeah. of just like a, I, I would say just kind of a better situation. Yeah, I think what, the most important thing when it comes to co-working spaces, um, or at least something that I notice is when there, there's a lot of bigger co-working spaces where it's an entire company. And it's like an entire company by entire company by entire company. And it's not so many individual maybe digital nomads or however you want to describe them. So at this co-working space, there's a lot of individuals uh, working for their own companies and there's maybe one or two bigger companies in, in their own separate rooms, but you have a much more, uh, I don't know, organic feel to, to meeting people and, you know, being genuinely curious as to what they're up to. Uh, I noticed that straight away, right when yeah. I walked in, everybody was super friendly to me, super social. Yeah. Uh, even the company, there was, um, there was an, a company that makes apps develops apps and the three of them that were all working for the same company you know yeah. they, they just wanted to hang out and just chit chat uh so i would say so far it's the most social co-working space that i found in, in lisbon yeah for sure yeah for sure absolutely yeah. uh so one of the reasons why i wanted to bring up this episode is i wanted to talk about porto which is the small town north in portugal uh which you've actually been talking about about yeah. checking out uh, yeah. As you uh, ask, you made to crack open a second beer for you. <laughs> I see you taking a look at them. No, it's uh, it's unfortunate. I haven't even been there yet, and my my roommate here is is pretty upset about that. <laughs> I've been here for a year, and it's I still haven't trekked up there. So yeah, you know, what? let's get him on. Get him on the podcast. Uh, absolutely. What? Yeah, because Daniel, I told Daniel like kind of ten times already. <laughs> I'm going to port. You want to join me? You want to know the city? Please come. And like 100% like denial for the fucking 10 For no reason either because he can work from anywhere, number one. <laughs> it's a 25-euro train ride. It's a beautiful train ride to Porto. No, but actually nine times of all these 10, it was not working on, on Buffer yet. So yeah. Okay, so now you can go to Porto if you wanted to, right? <laughs> yeah. So we're going to make, make sure it goes. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just uh, I mean... <laughs> Lisbon has so much to offer itself. It's just hard to get out of here. I mean, there's so much going on every every day, even on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Surfing all Saturday, Sunday, different spots all over the coast. You know, T- tell me about surfing here. Oh my goodness! So I I grew up snowboarding. It's something that I've always been passionate about, and luckily, obviously, through my roommate and you know the people I met here, I, I got introduced to to someone named Tom- Tomas Valench. So he's 
he started up a surf camp called Lisbon Surf Connection. Um, just started this year and they've been doing incredible. They, they already made the cover of like Time Out magazine in, in Portugal. And um, they have a kind of different concept where they it's maybe one instructor for five or six surfers. So they're in the water with you, teaching you like every single wave, as opposed to maybe other surf schools where they're kind of just on the beach, like yelling at you or pointing you where to go and whatnot. And the actual surf here? Well, how's that? Uh, so I've I've only started here, so I don't have much of a benchmark to compare it to. But yeah, it's it's phenomenal. Okay, it's phenomenal. You have to wear a wetsuit. Uh, I don't know if that's something that some people don't enjoy, but you. I don't think I've seen that many places that have good waves where you don't have to wear a wetsuit. And even then, you'd have to have a rash guard anyways. Uh, like California, it's, it's pretty cold most yeah. of the year. So you, you'd almost always have a wetsuit. Right. Uh, I guess you can go to like Bali and places that are warm enough. But yeah, even then, you'd have a rash guard. So yeah. it's not, I guess not that big of a deal, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, basically, I've been just heading out <clears throat> every Saturday, Sunday to different spots within an hour's drive. Uh, we also actually went on a four-day surf trip down south. Where we, he just would take us to a beach in the morning, beach in the afternoon, put us up in an amazing spot in Lagos, kind of as a home base, and it's just insanely affordable for for the actual value you get. You know, like you're you're doing cultural things while surfing and getting to know the the country. So Lisbon definitely has a heads up for being close to the nice beaches where you can surf. Yeah. I do you know there's there's surfing up in Porto. Is there surfing uh, up in, near Porto? I don't think there. I don't think there is like either good surfing or much of it up in Porto. I guess they have a they have a beach in Foch, yeah. which is like a like a part of the of the where 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 the river meets the sea, and they they have like a f- few few guys surfing, but more uh, to north they have a a place called Spinu. And I guess there's a lot of people surfing there, but I'm okay. not sure because I don't surf too. Yeah, but it's probably more convenient from, yeah. from Lisbon for yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like here, we actually have the ocean. Like I'm looking at the ocean right behind us. It's more of a, I don't know, what, what do you call that? It's not a, is it a river? No. This is, yeah. It's inlet. Yeah. yeah so it connects yeah. to the ocean so you can just, you know, ride, yeah. drive a boat out to the, the ocean from here. Absolutely, yeah. While in Porto, it's a river, uh, the River Douro, uh, which has some great wineries. If you guys like port wine, <laughs> I checked out some wine cellars there. Uh, I think it was for maybe eight euros, not like nine bucks. They give you a tour of the wine cellars in this cave. It's beautiful. They pour you three glasses of port wine. They kind of explain it to you. So if you guys are up there, you got you got to have to check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a shame I haven't done so yet. Yeah. Um, but well, I have another partner in crime who hasn't done so either. So now we're both really now pumped you have on a reason, going. right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say um, pros and cons of Porto versus Lisbon. Yeah. First off, uh, weather. Um, it's it's warmer in in Lisbon. Okay. So is that a con or a pro? On the hottest days of the year, which is only probably a few, yeah. it's it's probably a downside because it's too hot, right? Yeah. But if uh, you're Canadian, during, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> during the winter or like most of the year, yeah. Lisbon has slightly better better weather, and the fact that it's close to the this inlet ocean. It just kind of feels nicer because you know it's, yeah. you have the breeze by the water. Yeah, you have the sea breeze. Um, cost of living, Porto is definitely cheaper. Not by, not by too much. I would say, you know, I mean, it could be up to thirty percent cheaper, which which is actually quite a bit if you think about it. Yeah. But Portugal in general is so much cheaper than living in Vancouver, San Francisco, or you know the rest of Europe that it doesn't make that big of a difference. You know, like so instead of paying. 250 or 300 for rent you know maybe you're paying 350 right right uh, 
same with like drinks, you know, like I would say in Porto, standard price for beer is one euro. Here you can find it, but you have to like, you have to find the local spots. Right. Yeah. If you just go to like a tour spot, they might be charging you 150 to yeah, two euros. Yeah, 152, yeah. So most people listening right now are like, <laughs> is I'm, that I'm, even a big deal? Yeah, who cares, right? Like, <laughs> but it, I guess it adds up, right? Yeah, it does. You know, if you're, if, if yeah. you're living here and you're a nomad. Um, I, I kind of want Porto to be the next nomad hotspot because it is cheaper and it's smaller, which is good because you can walk everywhere. You don't have to take Ubers or anything. Right. You can just basically live and work in city center and just hang out, hang out there. But Lisbon has more to do. You have the surfing. You have, you know, just like, it's just bigger. You know, there's, it's, it, there's a lot of culture here. I think that's something that's really celebrated, like music, art. All that kind of stuff is it, it, the history, you know, all these spots, all these little kiosks have a story. Um, so there's it's more really co-working spaces here in general. I think there's like four or five, six, maybe more. I haven't checked them all out. In Porto, there's really only like two, yeah. but they happen to be good ones. Uh, <laughs> you guys can check out my review. I think I called it Johnny's Guide to, to Porto. Yeah. Yeah. I need to. I'm going to be there for a week, so I got to work somewhere. Food is <laughs> cheaper, I think. I think cheap food is better in Porto because they have all the sandwiches that the Bifafina, I can't pronounce any of these, Francesnia, Francesina. Francesina. Have you ever heard of that? Francesina, yeah. Man. I don't think I've had it. crazy. Okay. No, imagine uh, <laughs> a couple slices of bread and inside of it yeah. is ham. Two types of sausage, an entire steak <laughs> covered in oh, cheese, wow. and two liters of sauce with that is sauce. made with oh, tomatoes wow. and beer. And optionally, you can have a fried egg on top. Wow! And is that like a breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Uh, it's, it's more of a more of a dinner thing, right? Yeah, but what's crazy? I, <laughs> I I actually thought yeah. it was like one of those tourist things that no one ever has. But I'm like sitting in a diner and I see these two skinny Portuguese girls just eating this giant sandwich with a plate of fries next to it. That's and awesome. And I actually asked them. I said like, is this normal? You know? And they're like, yeah, it's yeah. just dinner. Wow. So they have that. They have these bif- uh, bifanas, yeah. which are these amazing little yeah, pork sandwiches. Bifana. You can either get with a pork cutlet that's like three times the size of the bread. Or you can get it sliced in this like stew sauce, which is right. like almost like a French dip. They're one euro. Yeah, I'm super lucky because my roommate, we, we, that's like the biggest thing we enjoy is just going to restaurants and just eating like all this food here. The octopus, deep, have you ever had deep, deep fried octopus? Not deep fried. I've had, I had the octopus salad, which, which is also good. It was yeah. so good. Man. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't even like seafood. I've never had octopus in my life until I came here. I think I tried it it's before and it was chewy and I was like, oh, this is disgusting. Why would I eat this? <laughs> and here they just put it on your, on your, um, on your table. Like you don't yeah. even order it. Sometimes they just bring it up and they just put it on your table, especially if you're by the beach. And you know, it turns out you, you pay for it if you eat it. If you actually take a bite. Yeah. yeah it's classic. <laughs> Which is kind of a nice upsell, right? But yeah. at the same time, it's like a nice upsell because you eat it. You're like, oh, this is really good. It's like really fresh, citrusy. Um, I personally try not to eat octopus because as a scuba diver, I see how smart they are. Oh, wow. They're like yeah, these yeah, yeah. beautiful creatures. <laughs> uh, so if yeah. anything, I would recommend people eat squid, which are stupid creatures. <laughs> I, I tried the snails as well. Yeah. Kaiskais, the beach town. Yeah. I'll never eat that again. It's uh, insane. <laughs> uh, I love those. I had a I had a blast eating those. If you guys want to see a video of me eating a snail, <laughs> it's on YouTube. Uh, just search for Johnny Lisbon. 
Oh, this so disgusting. Snails. Like I'm not. I wasn't even exaggerating in the video. I like. I, it was. It was so disgusting. I couldn't oh, eat it. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, I was a big fan. Our, ours were marinated in garlic and lemon and and whatnot. So, I'm a fan. It could be mixed reviews. Well, I think if you got, if you like seafood, I, I assume you like snails. All right. Yeah. I wow. like all food. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not a big seafood fan, but I've been having a lot more fish here uh, because it's just it's just good here. It's so fresh. It's cheap. And have you had a chance to like hit up all the little Tashkas and those little like hole in the wall diners? Yep, mom and pop diners. Them, I love yeah. Them. Uh, one of the tra- travel secrets is if someone is trying to get you into the restaurant, don't go there. It probably sucks. But if the staff like doesn't give a crap if you walk in or not, <laughs> that's the one. And the all the there's like the menus they they don't even have anything on the menu. It's just like this handwritten piece of paper that has whatever just happens to be fresh that day. Those are the good places. Yeah, that's the one. I love it, man. Yeah, it's great, and like the portions are huge, and it's it's always good local products. So yeah, life is really good here. So I think we are going to sit here, enjoy our beers, enjoy <laughs> yes. our cherries, enjoy this rest of this view. I wish you guys can be here for the sunset. Uh, take a look at the show notes for this episode. It's episode. 121 uh, i have links to everything that we talked about make sure you guys watch the video um of me in lisbon because I, <laughs> I basically show everything i did including oh, nice. those nails uh if people want to keep in touch with you find out more like how can they um oh gee yeah here we go the plug um i guess i usually keep quite up to date on on instagram in case anyone wants to follow like surf trips uh it's the I guess it's the pronunciation of my last name with a Mexican accent. It's Semakawize. Uh, S-E-M-A-K-A-W-E-E-Z-A-Y. <laughs> Maybe I should link it in the show notes. Yeah, that might People be People can find you there. But I, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Semakawize. Okay, very cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you guys want to check out Buffer, it's Buffer app. Yeah. .com. Yeah. If you want to listen to his roommate on the radio. <laughs> Vodafone. Vodafone yeah. Lisbon, I guess. Yeah. Vodafone FM. Vodafone FM. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Um, yeah. So that's it. So peace out, everyone. Have a good week. I hope it wasn't too loud, but I hope kind of the ambiance made you guys kind of feel like we you gotta are come here. live. <laughs> you guys have to do this. I mean, it's, it's yeah. literally insane. Um, you know, Lisbon is, inc- is incredible. Porto is incredible. So whatever, en- whichever one ends up being the next to my hotspot, I'm okay with. I'll move to either one. Yeah. If I was going to predict it, I think Lisbon is going to be the first normal hotspot. Up next. Yeah. yeah. Just because there's so much more to do here. It's more established. You know, the weather's good year round. Um, a slightly bigger international airport, even though Porto, Porto actually has direct flights to 66 cities. Do you know that? Wow. And not just within Europe, so you can go to like France or Berlin or um, yeah, the Netherlands. But you can actually fly to, I think it was Toronto. What direct to Porto? I need to know this because yeah. yeah, I got to get home. And you can fly to Brazil direct. Wow, <laughs> which is crazy from Porto, but from not Porto. Lisbon. Lisbon, you can fly to. I don't know about, I don't know about to Canada, but you can fly direct to New York, Washington okay. D.C., Miami, and to Brazil. Wow. So, actually, a great hub. Uh, low-cost carriers like Ryanair are better out of uh, Porto, uh, just because I think it's like a cheaper airline to fly from. And I actually almost regret, besides coming to meet you guys, <laughs> uh, I would have just flew out of Porto because I could have got to 
um, Berlin direct the Ryanair. And in Lisbon, the only flight that's direct to Berlin is with who's that low cost airline that sucks? Uh, West. Uh, EasyJet. Yeah, they're all a bit tough. Well, the thing, I don't even mind if it sucks. <laughs> I just mind that their only flight to Berlin is at <laughs> 6 a.m., which means you have to wake up at like 4 a.m. and yeah. hit the airport. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I just refuse to do that just because okay. it's it's terrible on your body yeah. it's like it's just uncomfortable experience and the airline they do that on purpose because they're just cheap asses they just want to like save some money so i don't want to support that i don't want to mess up my health or my sleep schedule so i said you know what instead let me check out ryanair which is also a cheap airline but they yeah. have a great booking system probably the best online booking system i've ever used in the world the easiest you know, API, whoever the UX designer is, shout out to them. Uh, every other airline, especially EasyJet, needs to hire their developers and just copy Be whatever inspired. they use. And <laughs> funny thing, funny story is I actually booked a flight to the wrong country. Wow. I chose Burnham. That's my worst nightmare. Yeah. That's my worst nightmare. And I stupidly confirmed my flight as well. Oh, wow. But uh, Ryan was so cool that in their live chat, they actually said, oh, no problem. Where do you want to go instead? Oh, that's no such, fees. that must have been the best relief I mean, ever. It was so easy, man. Wow. So uh, I'm breaking up my trip. I'm going to Belgium for two days before I head to awesome. Berlin. Have some chocolate, some yes. French fries. Some really some great beer. beer. Yeah, some I've really heard. great dark beers. Yeah. So I think that's going to be fun. Uh, so the next episode, I'm not sure if I'm going to be in Belgium or Berlin, uh, but stay tuned. Thanks for having me, man. Man, thanks for being on. I, I appreciate yeah. both of you guys on. Uh, how do you say um, see you guys next week in, in Portuguese? Vejo-vos na próxima semana. You heard that. What do you said? <laughs> Peace out, everyone. So just, just, to, just to recap, I finally remembered the 10 values. <laughs> it's, uh, like I said, choose positivity. Uh, default to transparency, <clears throat> which makes a huge difference with our with our users. Obviously, focus on self improvement. Um, be a no ego doer. Uh, listen first and listen more. So that obviously comes in handy when you're dealing with uh, with users. You might not get the problem the first time, second time around. It usually works out. Uh, communicate with clarity. Make time to reflect. That's one that I'm working on currently. Uh, live smarter, not harder. Show gratitude and do the right thing. I like it. Yes. Good tips. Um, maybe I'll copy that from my own business. <laughs> uh, if anyone wants to try to get one of these crazy, you know, work anywhere in the world jobs, a- any tips for them? Absolutely. Actually, we have uh, we have someone that that uh, runs. I think it's a mailing list, um, but it's it's a website as well. It's remotive.io, and R- Rudolf he actually posted recently a, a, a post with uh, 200 start or 200 uh, startups hiring remotely right now so that's 200 opportunities for for people to check out uh, it's remotive.io so r-e-m-o-t-i-v-e dot nice. and what like qualifications did you have to have what, what helped you get that job myself i would love to actually ask that question to to my teammates but um you know, I, I think it's it's uh, there's three things. It's got to be a, a good culture fit. Um, you, you should be experienced with within this type of working environment. Yeah, like so. What's actually what's your actual job title? 
I didn't even ask. Uh, I'm a happiness hero for the buffer for business uh, users. So it's a customer success hero, basically. Um, these are accounts that have about 25 social profiles that they manage with five team members. So things get a little, uh, a, a tad bit more complex, um, within these situations. Uh, so yeah, I basically, I just get to hang out and, and, uh, talk to them on a daily basis, make sure everything's running smoothly on their end and, and fix up anything that might not be. Okay. I yeah. like it. <laughs> so if you guys need some happiness from this episode, <laughs> I guess you guys can leave a comment and talk to each other. Uh, but a big thank you to, to everyone who's taking the time to leave a review of the Chop Like a Boss podcast. And I will see you guys all next week. Peace Later. out. Later. Thank you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast. If you want to hear more, including the bonus, how to choose the perfect niche episode, join our mailing list at travellikeabosspodcast.com. See you next week. And remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of.